We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 191. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the Frost is Nigh. Ooh, I had to look up how to spell nigh. I wasn't sure if it was like N-E-I or in I know how. That would be nay. Yeah. Okay. What? N-E-I. When I was growing up in Oklahoma, when I first learned my governor's in first grade, George Nye was the governor of Oklahoma. That's exactly how you spell that. There you go. Okay, so he was ready to get... He was nigh. He was nigh. (laughs) I love it. What year was that? Oh, gosh. 83-ish. That's too little to know who the governor or whatever was. I'd graduated for two years, so we'll go on from there. I was four. uh, (laughs) Well, this is the Frost. is We're going to talk about Frost in a little bit, but uh, today is November 1st. We got uh, got a chance to get together uh, in the afternoon. Does that mean it's meteorological Christmas? Oh, wait, just no, Christmas and Branson. No, that's no, Bransonological that's Christmas. Bransonological Christmas. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Also, Christmas starts in Branson Day. Oh. Happy 20th birthday to our second born son, Grayson. Oh, okay. Hang on. Hang on. There. Okay. I'm sure he doesn't listen to the podcast. No, probably not. But. Okay. Well, I'll stop the plus. <laughs> 20, the big two. Oh, nice. Now, is he in town or is he back no, in uh, no, no. We went and saw him yesterday. Okay. We went and spent the day with him yesterday, took him out for his birthday. He usually spends his birthday trick-or-treating, <laughs> come to think of it. Hey, why not? Well, he used to. Well, I mean, he went with us last night. He didn't actually dress up, but he went with us. Well, last night was Halloween. Now, you guys went to. You said you were going to Miami. We, did. you we went, went to Oklahoma yeah. for the day. Spent the day with family. Yeah? Fun times. Trick-or-treat. Got home super late. <laughs> then you had to get up because kids go back to school. Yep, poor kids. Yeah, it's just a dreary day. I mean, we, I thought it was going to be partly sunny for half of the day. That's what the original forecast was. And then 20%, which is like a you know, little weenie chance of maybe a sprinkle. And all of a sudden I wake up and the clouds are socked in. And I thought, you know, it's going to be like raining. And I looked at the forecast and I made the post this morning and I said, they're going to up that rain chance and sure a couple of hours up to 40 percent so we've got showers it's i just dark. saw it raining for the first time at our house a few minutes ago but it didn't last long did it, it is it even to 50 it really hasn't rained much today here. no we're not even supposed we're, to get up to the 50s today now i mean oh they lowered it yeah oh. well the high of 49 now but we're not like 45 46 it's it's not gonna it's get pretty chilly <laughs> it's 4 23 we're we're recording this early in the afternoon so we're not quite as giddy as we normally are at night because i have a show that's what uh, christmas and branson starts are but at least we're cooler you know you're not doing christmas in 80 degree weather you know that's nice that is because nice. we have done that before we've same uh, as we've done that a lot of times yeah also. and oddly enough like thinking back to when grayson was born 20 years ago um 
It was hot when I went into labor that day. I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt when Corey drove me to the hospital at 8 o'clock in the morning (laughs) on November 1st. And two days later when I was dismissed, it was freezing. Oh. And we had to bundle up to get out of there. So, But it's nice to see people. You know, we start Civil Dollar City Christmas coming up this week, too. Mm-hmm. So it'd be nice to see them all bundled up and not running around in shorts listening to Christmas music, you know? Oh, yeah. But right now, we're not even it's supposed not to be the at, same. We're not even supposed to see 50 degrees until Thursday. Unless you're in the Caribbean uh, at Christmas, you should not be in shorts. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Well, we got this this system. This It's moisture-laden, but it's not like super moisture-laden. So the rain is supposed to, shower is supposed to start. It's supposed to increase a little bit tonight. Pick up. Tomorrow, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Is it supposed to end Wednesday night? Is that the latest? I haven't checked the latest. Yeah, I mean, that. 70% chance Wednesday, 30% chance Wednesday night. But even Wednesday, new new precipitation amounts of less than a tenth of an inch. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. I mean, we, we've had uh, several little rounds the past couple, three weeks. We've had little rounds of... You know, some, some rain. Some of it's been hefty. Some of it's been moderate. That's fine. But that leads into something else. For... For uh, Wednesday night into Thursday is the F word. No, Frost. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what you really think. The title of our, of our podcast, Frost is Night. Yeah, we're going to have to start talking about Frost. And, and we're looking at a little more than a Frost. Now, in that Friday morning, though, uh, uh, did they change it? It's, it's yeah, been wafting well, a little bit. After 1 a.m. Thursday evening, Thursday night. Oh, like 29, is that the latest? Now, that's Branson, so it's going to be colder yeah. north. Well, Wednesday night, 31. Uh-huh. Thursday night, 29. Friday night, 30. So, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, now this is below normal. I think we checked. I mean, the, the, the average, what did we say a couple of weeks ago? The average is supposed to be about 62 or something. I'll check here in a little bit. But uh, and, and low 40s, but now we're highs in the 40s and lows right around freezing. Fall, this is the dark fall weather. You know, it, fall has two faces. It can be this, this drizzly, bleh, whatever, or with this sufficient amount of rain and sunshine, we could get this wonderful leaves and stuff, but we didn't get that. We got the bad face this year. Yeah. I think. I mean, we had a dry fall for most part. Now we're in November and fall's, you know, it's turning, done. In, turning into Christmas season, and of course, it's not winter yet. We got a while for that, but it's leaning toward the colder part of fall, where it gets dreary and the mm-hmm. and the clocks change. But Sunday, Sunday, yeah, yeah so. we go go. We set back, uh, set them back an hour, so that's going to be weird because now what is uh, next week at this time? It's going to be five, no, three thirty. Ew. What time is it now? It's for about yeah. almost four thirty. So three thirty, and the sun's going to be setting here in like an hour or so. It's like I don't like that. Yeah, my poor kid already gets on the bus when it's dark in the morning. <laughs> we'll just ensure. Well, it'll be lighter. Yeah, it'll though. be lighter now, though. Yeah, in the morning it'll be lighter because we've set it back. We lose daylight later on, though. That's true. He'll get to instead sleep of the sun hour. setting at six fifteen, it'll be five fifteen oh, right now, that. and then it'll go all the way down. By the time Christmas gets here, That's about when it feels weird because you sun, look outside and it'll set like, by four fifty. Seven or something. Feels like, like it's midnight Ugh. and it's like six p.m. <laughs> oh, I know. For all the tired mamas out there that are hoping it's time for bed, and you're like, oh, it's only five thirty. Five thirty is like, it's like, what is this? We don't know. <laughs> well, you know, in addition to that, getting colder in the frost potential, a couple of the models have been kind of showing out, and I saw it on one. Of the, I was watching TV news, and 
And uh, one of the anchors, weather anchors, was saying, and look at this. There's a big blob of, like, potential. The bottles are picking up on snow. It was right over Branson. Branson and what's to the east? Howell? Ozark. Ozark County is to the just. Just a little circle? Big old, yeah, a circle of snow. And I'm like. Yeah. I'm... And I saw it, too, and and it's moved just a little bit, but. Yeah, yeah, it's they're, so they're tiny. Yeah. Well, and I went and checked the all the models. I did my own perusal of the models. I checked the GFS. GFS doesn't say that. And the, the Canadian CMC generally always is aggressive with snow. It didn't say it. But the Wharf Suite, WRF, just had just like little blips and stuff of, you know, maybe snow here and there in southern Missouri. And I'm like, okay, so, but what they... What they didn't do is explain what this means. The models are picking up on colder air coming in. Therefore, that's why we're going to have this this frost. But they're just guessing that we could get a little bit of snowflakes mixed in. I'm I'm just not convinced yet. I know it's two days away, but there's not enough signals for me to really get excited about any rain-snow mix at this point. I'm still depressed. Summer's gone. Now we're already talking snow. Well, it's November. I know. You know, it's been over a year. Uh, it was late October where Oklahoma City had a had an ice storm last year. Remember that in October? Oh, it was that's a very right. early season ice storm. Kind of the mid to like kind of west, right? Yeah. Kind and of, this, yeah. this this year they had tornadoes in Oklahoma. More tornadoes <laughs> than than spring. In October, so you know, it's it's, been you never know active. what you're going to get. It, yeah, days. it's been really, really active uh, this this fall. Now we thought it was going to be active in the spring, and we had some, you know, hits and misses here and there. But I still think we just missed out. It was all in the southern states, and then all of a sudden it kind of rapidly went through us and went to the northern states because the northern northern states had a whole bunch of stuff. So frost and freeze potential for. Branson area, so everybody needs to make sure and take those, uh, you know, precautions. If you have plants still outside that you want to save, take them inside. Uh, at least what Wednesday? Yeah, because Wednesday night and yeah. Thursday they'll start getting a little dicey. And the freeze. What what the National Weather Service will do? They will issue a a frost advisory several times but once we get that hard freeze they will stop issuing all of these frost and freeze products because the growing season will have ended uh so we're just kind of watching for that i i'm sure a freeze warning is going to be up for like probably north of i-44 i'm sure uh well if we're, if we're gonna be at 29 we'll, yeah, it'll be here yeah i know we're gonna for right on that thursday yeah. night yeah, uh, yeah, I bet you're right. Because if we're at 29, we're in the 20s. That's that's, that's a hard freeze. 28 is a hard freeze to me. 20, yeah, 28 or below is considered a hard freeze. Mm -hmm. Those, those, I'm and gonna, you know, you get the valleys and all that mixed in. I mean, there'll be a hard freeze for sure up north of here. Uh, yeah. What was I looking at? I was like, I was gonna look at something. What? Or did I even put it on here? Uh, oh shoot, there was a graphic. A graphic that. Oh, I posted on the the site. Let me call up uh, our Facebook page, Stormed Our Weather. Uh, that's what I posted. I thought it was on the podcast, but no, I posted on there. It's a National Weather Service issued graphic explaining the, the difference. So let me read that. Okay. So what it says is a freeze warning or is temperature of 32 degrees or colder for several hours over a widespread area during the growing season. 
season. Season. Season. <laughs> a hard freeze is when temperatures are below 28 degrees. Plants left outdoors may be killed. So a the difference uh, that between that and a frost advisory, a frost advisory, temperatures of 33 to 36. Yes, frost can occur with temperatures above freezing. Uh, with clear skies and light winds over a widespread area during the growing season, which would promote the development of frost. Plants left outdoors may be damaged. They might, yeah. So that's the, the definition from the National Weather Service of a freeze. Yeah, so if we get to 29, they're, they're definitely going to do a freeze warning. How about that? It's November. I feel like that escalated quickly. What? Just the weather. <laughs> Well, from mild, warm, sunny, and then boom, freeze warning. <laughs> well, we were well, we were talking about t- uh, tornado watches like a week or two right? ago. That's I mean, what I'm saying. I feel like that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Uh, they also uh, National Weather Service issued a, uh, a a graphic about light. This light rain. It's, it, like I said, we're going to. Uh, do rain, light showers all the way, probably through to Wednesday night into Thursday. So the highest accumulations, uh, they're saying Joplin, Springfield to Branson to Anderson of a quarter to a half, maybe. And I'm like, eh, I don't even know if we're going to get that or not. Uh, there's the graphic. It looks like Joplin is, well, Rolla is definitely going to get a freeze. You going to say something? No. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say that. Uh, looking at another graphic, um, on Thursday night, looks like Rolla could be about 27 degrees. Branson, yeah, about 29. Springfield, 28. And then West Plains, about 30. So that's what you need to do. Uh, now, the, looking ahead, now the mid-November outlook, for which they're projecting November 8th through the 14th, uh, right just maybe barely above average for temperature. So I think this is going to, this little cold snap is going to switch because the precipitation outlook looks pretty dry. So we're going to have to, we're going to hit the the drought here in the second half. But uh, let me look just really quick. The average high for for Springfield, that's the minimum uh, there, 63 63 is the average high huh. for Branson. So that would probably be about 64 down here. 41 is the average low for November 1st. And December 1st is 51. Ooh. So there you go. Okay. Did we uh, did we cover everything? Uh, that's pretty much all that's going on this week. That's all we got. Uh, yeah. This is going to be a short podcast. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said we might retire this segment, but uh, we got just something a little bit to talk about. So... It's tropical. Yeah, we got to bring it back just mm, at least one more time. Uh, who knows? Stuff might be kicking back up. Uh, <laughs> subtropical storm Wanda just kind of appeared the other day, didn't it? I mean, kind of. I wasn't even paying attention until you said something. Oh, yeah. they. It's kind of a more uh, talked about because it's the last letter oh and, w and, yeah yeah mm-hmm. i mean the last named storm well it's not the last named storm of the year per se but it's the last letter we have mm-hmm. before we switch over to the new whatever it's gonna be yeah whatever a <laughs> a2 yeah i mean and there's there's two other little disturbances out there uh one is 
what is this, several hundred miles west of the Cabo Verde Islands, the conditions aren't conducive. It's like five-day uh, prediction of it becoming something 10%. And another disturbance southwest of the Caribbean Sea, just north of western Panama. It's way down there in southwest. It also has a five-day projection of becoming something of 10%. So not expecting any of that. Uh, so so that's that's kind of... Yeah, I wouldn't say enlightening. It's just it's the past two weeks there hasn't been anything in the Atlantic. Now we've Not got too much. Wanda and these two little. That mean maybe I don't know. Maybe something's trying to percolate. I don't know. Uh, Pacific has nothing, and Central Pacific, of course, has nothing. So that's what we got there. Now, if it uh, we are in November, the hurricane season officially ends November thirtieth. Correct. It's the end of november i believe so yeah so we so we're, we're not out of hurricane season but we're getting we're really getting down to the bottom of it okay well you know we breezed through that so let's get to the weather school uh this week's weather school since the models are trying to be cute and saying "Ooh, it might be cold enough to mix some snow in there it would be good to learn how it can snow even if the temperature is at 40 degrees so let's get to the weather school If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. This week's topic is about a question we've been asked a lot about in the past few winters. It's snowing, but the temperature is 40 degrees. How can this happen? Oh, wow. What? Look at that. Look at Oh, it's sleeting. Oh, the roads are going to be slick later. Yeah. First, we have to understand the thermal structure of the atmosphere. In a vast generalization, it's warmer at the surface and then it gets colder as you go up. Sunshine is essentially just radiation. And we know radiation doesn't react until it makes contact with something like your skin or the ground. So, when the sunshine makes contact with the earth, the ground heats up and that heat begins to rise. So, the heating of the atmosphere actually begins at the surface. On average, the temperature will cool about 3.5 degrees for every 1,000 feet you go up. So, for an example, if the surface temperature is 60 degrees, then at 1,000 feet up, it'll be around 56.5. At 2,000 feet up, it'll be around 53, and so on. Now let's put this formula into the winter season. Say the surface temperature is 36 degrees. So using this calculation, 1,000 feet up would be about 32.5, and 2,000 feet up would be 29. Precipitation usually develops above 3,000 feet, so even though the temperature at the surface is well above freezing, the precipitation will start out frozen and then melt on the way down. So, by the time it gets to the surface, it'll be in liquid form. We all know the atmosphere is fluid, so this 3.5 degree drop per 1,000 feet rule will never remain constant. We'll have cold fronts coming from the north and warm fronts coming from the south or whatever, which change the temperature of the atmosphere at different levels, and that'll have a big effect on what type of precipitation is falling. Sometimes a cold front will move in at the lower to mid levels and drastically lower the temperature just a couple of thousand feet off the surface. This is the answer to 
how can it snow at 40 degrees? The temperature is well above freezing at the surface, but what happens is that strong cold front moves in and causes the temperature just off the ground to be as much as 15 degrees colder than the surface temperature, instead of that average of 3.5 degrees. Precipitation develops in the form of snow at those lower to mid-levels, but doesn't have a chance to melt before it reaches the ground. It tries to, but it doesn't have a chance to change back into a liquid raindrop. Therefore, the frozen, or at least partially frozen, snowflake makes it to the surface. This is rare, though, because conditions have to be just right in order for this to happen. And generally, when this happens, the snowflakes are rather large, sometimes to the size of half dollars. Of course, the snow will have a hard time accumulating with the warm surface temperatures, but it is really interesting to watch. One of the most devastating events in the winter season is known as the ice storm. And the thermal structure I mentioned before is actually backwards. For example, let's say the surface temperatures are around 28 degrees, but a strong warm front punches in at the lower levels from the south. The warm front will actually raise the temperature quite a bit just above the surface, but keep the surface temperatures well below freezing. Precipitation develops in the mid-levels, and then it falls through that warm layer and then melts and turns into liquid. That liquid rain won't have a chance to refreeze before hitting the ground. So, when the rain finally hits sub-freezing temperatures at the surface, then a thin layer of ice starts to develop. The heavier the rain, the greater the ice accumulation. The National Weather Service will issue a winter weather advisory if a thin glaze of ice is expected that will create slippery driving conditions. They'll issue a freezing rain advisory for expected ice accumulations less than a quarter of an inch. And the biggie is the ice storm warning for accumulations greater than a quarter of an inch. Any ice accumulations greater than a third of an inch could produce some power outages and accumulations greater than a half an inch will bring trees and power lines down. A half inch of ice on power lines could add up to 500 pounds of extra weight. In perspective, a 300-foot power line that's one inch thick and coated with only a quarter of an inch of ice will add about 117 pounds of weight to it. Ice can increase the weight of branches by 30 times. I feel that an ice storm is one of Mother Nature's more disastrous events. Because if trees and power lines come down, then you could be stuck without a heat source for several days and virtually no way to get out. So if you happen to get under an ice storm warning, then you really need to take the appropriate precautions to be able to survive for possibly days without power or heat. Major ice storms are relatively rare, but they do happen. Another type of winter precipitation is sleet. This occurs when a weak warm front punches in at the lower to mid-levels and raises the temperatures just above freezing. So the precipitation starts out frozen, falls into that semi-warm layer, and turns to liquid, and then it starts to freeze again before it hits the surface, and takes the form of little ice pellets. Sleet is not hail. They're both frozen water droplets, but they develop very differently, and sleet doesn't get usually any larger than a small raindrop. The cousin to sleet is what we call grapple. 
They're partially melted snowflakes, and they're really light and look like little cotton balls falling down from the sky. It's rare that you would see grapple, but a lot of grapple makes for a fluffy accumulation. Well, I hope this explains how it can snow when temperatures are above freezing and rain when temperatures are below freezing. Winter weather is a mixed bag, and we should always be prepared for the worst, especially in an ice storm. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. So it can be well above freezing. Now, it's not going to stick. Of course, if it's 40 degrees, more than likely the ground temperature's 40 or above. You or know? even more than that. I yeah. mean, you can get you can get up to 50 just a few inches down when the air temperature's freezing up oh, here. Oh, gosh, yes. It takes a while for that ground to cool off. Well, and that's, that's what we tell people, because if they say even see snow in the forecast at all, they're like, how many inches? It's like, wait a minute. The ground is way above freezing right now. So it's unless oh, it comes a, wait a minute. If the rain is a toad strangler, what would snow be? Hmm. Well, eventually, depending on the the uh, snow to the snow ratio. Yeah. You know, you're gonna have it could still be a toad strangler, but it's a few days later when it melts. Okay. Yep. Or they could be toad. Uh, <laughs> then you get gully washers when everything starts melting. Well, that's true. Mudslides and everything. Do toads like to sled? That's what I, I mean, I do. I like to go sledding. Are you a toad, though? Well, I haven't no. talked to any toads. Yeah, well. And all the hummingbirds are gone. Who I haven't knows? seen any well, of them well, sledding. Well, well, I never a see contest. a toad in the winter, so maybe they... I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> aren't, aren't they uh, cold-blooded? They're cold-blooded, oh, so... Oh, well, they're going to hibernate. <laughs> anyway, there, there you go. We've got uh, snow... I, I don't think it's going to snow. If we do, it'll be like two flakes and blah. It's not going to accumulate. So let's. Uh, it's been raining. So Corey, what's up with the drought? There is no drought. Wow. Drought be gone. The Moving on. Drought is gone. Well, not here. Oh. Stone and Taney, Spring up to Springfield. You know, Christian County has been a problem area this year. They're That's completely true. free. Yeah. Only moderate drought in the entire state. Just a little sliver of. Of orange over in the southeast Missouri area, but other than that, huh. I mean, there are some abnormally dry throughout the state, but most of southwest Missouri is in the clear. Okay, so we thwarted that one because we were there. We had that long stretch. We were kind of going in that direction. We were at moderate at one one week, I think. Yeah, we? yeah. We got the rain coming back in, got the aquifers, and that half an inch is really going to work a little bit. But we get a half an inch every now and then. That's that's going to work. Hey, did you all realize there was a huge geomagnetic storm the night of uh, Yeah, know, but I didn't see any pictures from anywhere in America. I haven't heard anyone They said about that it. it was going to come no. down and be visible, maybe in the northern Missouri, but it was like, yeah, well, I didn't see anything. Yeah, I mean, it was clear. I, it's know, one of those things that's really hard to predict. Exactly. Yeah, the, the, the conditions have to, for viewing have to be perfect. Oh, yeah. Cl- total clear skies. Right. And uh, I guess light wind. It's well, it's been way cloudy up there, here though. every day, even but, whatever uh, but day the sun morning, came out. Though Halloween the sun morning, came out briefly, but yeah. By the time we hit the road and got ten minutes down the road, it was, it was that was weird. And, and from what I I read a little bit more into it, and it was supposed to occur 
not long after sunset here. So, oh, and it would have been okay. so low in the atmosphere, it would have been along the horizon. Okay, because you know, just where Missouri's at and where oh, yeah, those things happen on the other side of the earth up north, it would have been so low. And uh, I honestly think Springfield would be in the way on their light pollution. That's that's true. I I actually the thought crossed my mind to set up a time lapse on that little little camera overnight, but I thought you know it's just I just don't think we're going to catch anything. Nah. So it was it was cool. It was a, what they call a G three, which is a pretty decent um, magnetic storm. And if, if people don't understand how magnetic storms work, the sun emits a CME or coronal mass ejection, and it heads towards the Earth and the Earth has the ionosphere, which is uh, goes around the Earth. You'd have to Google it and see a picture. But once that that solar wind, that powerful mass ejection solar stuff hits that ionosphere, it illuminates at the poles, and that's where we get the northern lights. Well, if it's strong enough and conditions are right, you know, and the way the Earth is tipped, the Earth is tilted. Then you can kind. Of, well, I don't think the Earth would be tilted if that would even matter, would it? Because if the poles are going to be, no matter where it's, it's ah. tilted, yeah. So, anyway. Although, I have seen them before, and it's always been fall. Really? If that makes any difference. Yeah. Huh. I, now, I know for a fact, when I was young, <laughs> a long time, maybe before you were born, I don't know, but <laughs> my mother may, may real, uh, realize this. I was, I was in high school, and I think I had just broke up with one of my girlfriends, Becky, and no, I'm serious. And I was depressed, <laughs> and I was still living. No, this is this is really cool. I was living at my mom's house, and they're kind of out in the country. Okay, so so there's not a lot of light pollution, especially back then there wasn't. And I was just walking around my back in my back, and I looked to the north, and the whole sky was kind of glowing red. I thought, whoa! And then I just stood there and watched it. I mean, it wasn't really moving, but it was red. Not green, not anything. And come to find out the next day that they said the northern lights were there. So I actually saw it. Yeah, them. down here you don't get the color. I mean, yeah. you get red. That's what mine were. Okay, yours is red too. And All right. it was always in the fall. Uh, one day, we were, one time we were traveling <clears throat> to a football game and I saw them out in a school bus. And one day I was traveling home from uh, Channel 8 in Tulsa and told Travis Meyer the next day and he he talked about how I saw him on the news the next day. Mm. So yeah. It's pretty cool. Now if if you saw him there and I saw them in Springfield, that must have been at least a G4 G5. Oh, it might absolutely. have been huge. Yeah. <laughs> to, to make it work. So so mom if you don't remember if you don't remember Becky, I'll tell you I don't want to dox her on the on a on a podcast. So um she was nice. I still like her. I don't ever talk to her anymore. But I do remember her last name. So anyway, so Becky, if you're listening, I saw the Northern Lights on the, the night we broke up. Yeah, you broke up with me. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's what I wanted to uh, talk about. I had a couple of graphics. Uh, and Corey, you can expound on some of this too. I sent you the, the, the two graphics that I'm going to talk about. Um, this is from the National Weather Service. The Storm Prediction Center recorded 2021 so far. Well, not so far because October's over. The second most October tornadoes on record. So the, the number of tornadoes in October of this year was 119. The only year that topped that was 
2018, which I think we all remember, that was, I, I remember October of 2018 getting crazy, but they only had 123. So we are the, on record mm. for the second most October tornadoes. Cool, huh? That is cool. Well, I guess. And all of them, all the top, <clears throat> the, uh, like top five or so, <laughs> top four, definitely. One, two, three, oh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. This is since when records have been kept or what? Yeah. Because these are all in the past 23 years, the whole top 10. Well, yeah, well, the, yeah, these are, you're right. These are the tops. But see, maybe back below, uh, let's we'll see, the, the, in 1997, that's the uh, least recent on this map. Right. We had 100, but maybe in 96, they maybe had like 50, you know. So the top 10. But, but what I'm saying, there's, this is a fairly, every one of these years is fairly recent. That's what I'm saying. Like oh, we're, yeah. Like, like, like none of, we're not looking at 1980s here. No, no, no. <laughs> So I see so where you're I'm going. Saying, yeah. Something is going on. And, you know, we talk about climate change all the time. It, it is progressing and it's been progressing. This is not a new thing. You know, we don't want to say, you know, climate change just started in 2002. No, it's been going on. The problem with the climate change, since nothing has been done to slow it down, it's accelerating over the years and decades. That's a, Now, Al Gore was... He was a climate change yeah. activist. Now, yeah. was that in the 90s? Al Gore? Yeah. Early 90s. Would have been. Yeah. So, see, it's been, this has been going on for a while. So, when people th think, you know, this is a new phenomena, no, it is not. It is something that is uh, progressing. And uh, hopefully, the world can, you know, start coming together and just at least slow it down. I mean, stop it would be great. I don't know if they can do that. Okay, the second graphic from the Storm Prediction Center. The uh, we had a moderate risk. Now we're not saying we're not targeting Branson. We're just saying for the whole U.S. This Storm Prediction Center for the forty-eight lower forty-eight. Um, a moderate risk on October tenth, and that is the first moderate risk in October we've had since twenty fourteen. In October. So that's like seven years. Yeah. So well, it'll be another seven years before we have another moderate risk. Oh, wait. In October. Nope, two days later. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> two days later, we had, now the 12th, we had a moderate risk, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not here, but we had that moderate risk. So now, but if everything is progressing really fast, then maybe now in three years, we'll have a, a moderate risk. and. Yeah, and you can find all of this information on Storm Prediction Center, on their 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 homepage, on their Facebook page. I I've noticed that a lot of the National Weather Service agencies are starting to hit Facebook a lot more and Twitter a lot more. I've noticed that. I know because even Springfield doing their lives the other day just boom 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 they were doing their lives. That was odd. Which, <laughs> wasn't all that big of a severe weather day. I could see them doing that if we were under a high risk for large tornadoes oh, yeah. that are going to be on the ground for a while. But, you know, it's like they were purposefully trying to make a presence, make their presence known, I think. Yeah. Which I is mean, good. Doug got excited. I mean, part of me understands why he did it because every place we looked at, 
Storm Prediction Center, Weather Prediction Center, the local offices, the models were saying there was going to be this kind of minor outbreak of stuff, but nothing happened. And you know, if, if you want more detail on that, go listen to last week's podcast, number 190. Um, but but no, I'm, I'm with you. I think if they had placed a moderate... Okay, now I can see them going on because they, they, they start uh, pumping, we're going to launch a special weather balloon at noon to resample the atmosphere because they do it twice a day. And if there's severe weather, they'll do it more often just to get a, a snapshot of what's going on in the atmosphere. So that was kind of cool. Yep. So you mentioned before, what's next week? Sunday, daylight saving time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, will, I will play the daylight saving time thing next week. So don't forget to set your clocks back. We will, we will do that. Got anything else for in other news over there? Kind of. Ooh, okay, has, good. Has everything to do with temperature. Okay. Nothing to do with weather. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Do you know, uh, I think we've talked about this before, body temperature on average is dropping. Yeah. Did you know that? Yes. Actually, I did. Yeah. It's just this thing, you know, the, the whole 98.6 thing, that was like a... 200 years ago, that's what they determined. Well, it's gone down slightly since then. So, you know, what is normal exactly? Nobody knows. We don't have a new normal. I think what they're going to do is they're going to come up with a new normal body temperature. Okay. So I don't know what it's going to be. It's not going to be drastically lower, Mm. but uh, I rarely ever get to 98.6. As I say, I mean, there's there's always a benchmark that we have to place, but then there's going to be people that, that run here and run here all around the benchmark. Still considered normal. I always run but at ninety seven. It is always very common to have people that run ninety seven four, ninety seven five. Right, that's, mine's ninety seven six. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's just like you know. And that's just talking to my doctor last week. He said some people, you know, they may have one lab that's low, but it'll be consistently low. That's just where you that's run. Just them and and same thing with blood pressure. You know, you've got your benchmark like this is normal, but then you've got people that have never been that in their life that they've always run here. Harvard seems yeah. to think it's because people are less active than they were 200 years ago. That makes sense. You had to work for your food and be out on the fields. Oh, and, you know, therefore your body temperature would raise. Correct. Oh, so maybe that's, oh, that's true. Because when Plus, you're, they didn't have heat you know, in them climate, cabins in the we winter. Had, we they had to keep themselves warm somehow. That, well, that's true. And then you have to go out and hunt for your food, which is exercise, and you're not sitting around getting fat. <laughs> Like a lot of teenagers do now when they just sit there on their Game Boy. Don't ask me what Game Boy just popped in my head. Game Boy is very 90s, isn't it? <laughs> that, that was Corey's age. <laughs> Came out when I was in seventh grade. Game Boy. Wow. Mm-hmm. <coughs> my goodness. Well, okay. It was, that's very fascinating. And I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because it's true. I was like, I've it's like internal done. body climate change. Adjusting Wait. with the outside climate change. That's cool. Except we're getting cooler. We're turning into cool to, blooded. To be, you know, be prepared for the outdoor climate change that's going up. Right, yeah. We're, our bodies are trying to cool themselves. Yeah. There you go. If external is warming up, then we need to cool down to, to do that. Fascinating. Fascinating. Cool. Okay. Well, I guess it's time to get to the next segment. Get ready to get educated in Shara's Fun Facts. 
And I hope you got a lot of fun facts because <clears throat> this is a short podcast and that's okay. I don't have a lot. Okay, that's that's fine. Uh, I have one where I looked up all what the national days are in November. Um, oh. I only liked one of them. November 3rd, <laughs> which is coming up Wednesday, uh-huh. um, is Zero Tasking Day. So I'm a fan of that one. No tasks on Wednesday. Wait a minute. No tasks. Zero Tasking Day. So don't do anything. Be lazy all day. I can do that, but I have that two shows on Wednesday. Eh, yeah. you know. Don't do any tasks. <laughs> Okay. All right. November weather folklore. Hmm. If there's ice in November that will bear a duck, there'll be nothing after but sludge and muck. So you guys were talking about ice and all this stuff. and Yeah. So if we get any ice in November, then it's going to be a very muddy December. Yeah. What did you say about duck there? The ice has to be able to hold a duck. So not a thick ice, but... Well, you're not going to oh, get that oh, around here even oh, in the wintertime. So, yeah, I you know. know. <laughs> okay. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. Uh, November, take flail. Let ships no more sail. Uh, if trees show buds in November, the winter will last until May. Which I've seen that happen. So. Ew. There is no better month in the year to cut wood than November. Uh, that's when it gets cold. That's kind of when it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My dad used to chop wood every November to huh. make extra money. Ice in November brings mud in December. That's kind of the same as the first one. Mm-hmm. A heavy November snow will last until April. A heavy November snow. No, not here. Will last until April. Uh, I know, know, I'm with Corey like, on this. You one. wonder where these folklore, like, where right. part of the world were these folklore written? In? Siberia. Norway. <laughs> Norway. <Right>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, and then I have totally random facts. Okay. Uh, the crown jewels contain the two biggest cut diamonds on Earth. Crown jewels being Queen of England, her hat her scepter hat crown and scepter that thing on her head (laughs) i just kind of slipped out uh they both came from the cullinan diamond a 3106 carat gem found in south africa in 1905 the largest stone called the great star of africa is in the sovereign's scepter while the second largest is mounted in the imperial state crown Oh, <clears throat> that's a very expensive crown. I was gonna say that's more than a buck fifty. If you drive south from Detroit, you will hit Canada. Most people may have known this, but I had to stop and think about it. Oh, okay. If you drive, because yeah, northwest from Los Angeles, you're gonna hit Reno, Nevada. So, if you head north from Windsor, Ontario, no. crossing the Detroit River, so you go north and you're in Canada, uh-huh. you will reach the good old U.S. of A. Interesting. Okay. Why are you knowing me? What? Did you know me or know her? You. Because I know where Los Angeles is. You mean Reno is that... Northwest of Los Angeles. Oh, my gosh. It's weird. When you actually look <laughs> it, it up is. on a map, it's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, because Los Angeles is way down. Yeah. That's freaky. Yep. It's true, though. He's, Corey's actually showing me this for the podcast. Crazy Let's just map things. <laughs> look at a map. That's freaky. Okay. Uh, more uh, useless facts. Okay. A group of bunnies is called a fluffle. A fluffle? <laughs> we learned what a group of flamingos was a few weeks ago. I forgot. What was it? 
flamboyance. Oh, right, 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 right. It's funny. Anyway. Okay, wait, wait a minute. Okay, I want to back up. If bunnies are called a fluffle, then what's a kerfluffle? I don't know. Are you telling? Are you gonna tell me? Do you know? Well, no, a kerfluffle you... is a situation. Oh, I don't. I've never heard that well, word. Well, we're definitely in a kerfluffle now. Okay, never mind. Go on. Maybe you know because bunnies multiply so quickly. So That's true. If you have a, a group of bunnies <laughs> multiplying, you you're in a kerfuffle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Do I, Corey? <laughs> Were you born in the twenties? <laughs> I think so. Or oh, in a kerfuffle. We have a kerfuffle. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do that voice again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be an Easter egg. <laughs> oh, Paul! <laughs> Lordy me! <laughs> I have to keep reading. <laughs> okay. Um, right. There is such a thing as a night rainbow. Did you guys know this? Because I didn't know this. Like, I'm hoping you guys knew this because you're weather people. I thought you said this last week. You Did mean such as a moonbow? Like oh. a moonbow? See, now I'm so old. I'm just like repeating myself. Wait a minute. Myself. (laughs) 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 My wives repeat themselves a lot because they have multiple personalities. Oh, they're okay. Well, that. (laughs) Sure has been up since 630. It's a dreary day. It's quite the kerfuffle. (laughs) I need to clear out my phone. I'm starting to find cool facts and going, wow, that's neat. (laughs) We haven't done that in a whole week. (laughs) That's great. Did I do the one about the puppies? I don't know. (laughs) Let's find out. Uh, Where boy puppies will let girl puppies win. win. Okay, I looked into that one. (laughs) Male puppies will sometimes lick the muzzles of their opponents giving the female a chance to bite them in a vulnerable position. They would also even completely drop to the ground from a moving, standing, or sitting position, looking like a boxer down for the count. They might lose the game in the short run, but they win in love in the long run. So there's strategy involved. <clears throat> yeah, they totally know what they're doing. Oh, that's funny. Well, it was a sad news day. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Out of information. <laughs> well, what, what, what was that about the squirrels? You know, they forget where they hide their nuts or something. Yeah, <laughs> like half the nuts they hide, they don't even know where they're at. They're <laughs> it's like when you put money in your pockets and you clean out your old coats in the winter and you're like, money! I'm rich! I can go to McDonald's now. <laughs> you know what we need to do? I'm probably like the next next time or two. Well, ne- next week or the next... Uh, we're, we got lucky on this podcast, so I mean, hopefully we'll... We'll keep this up, but just remember, like it's we said going last to be week, very hard to get. November's going to be weird because we're we're in full bore in Christmas, and Corey's working full bore. I'm working full and bore. In addition to your shows and his work schedule, we have like four birthdays plus Thanksgiving plus Christmas. Yeah, Thanksgiving's coming. Kids in. programs at school, like it's all happening. And I go to San Diego. I mean, I there's another trip. So it's like it's going to be nuts. Like this is a time of year where I blink and it's January. Exactly. Every year. It, well, yeah. I mean, it's, well, for me it is because it's like I'm just I just get you're up just and go. You're just in a constant run and, and you're like, like what happened? Minute, already... I didn't even get to enjoy that Christmas season. Yeah, we had Thanksgiving already. So that that will be good. So I take it since you threw your phone down, that's probably how you got. Apparently, three facts ago was all the facts I had. <laughs> you, 
can tell Sherry's running out of She's trying. She's trying. I got to clear out my phone. Yeah, there you go. All right, so I think it's time to get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. That's loud. For some reason, I got the volume turned up in my headset on the... <laughs> anyway, it's time for... The storm shower <laughs> weather weather word of the week, and it's I I, I went easy on you, so hopefully I'll do better because you know I found well, myself in quite the kerfuffle. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right, so Shara, so what if is? If you're in a kerfuffle, are you kerfluffled? <laughs> you're you're kerfluffling is what you're doing. <laughs> That's what we're doing right now. All right, so. uh, <clears throat> uh, vertically integrated liquid. Ah, uh, see that's. That's easy. That's easy. So, what is vertically integrated liquid? The VIL Ooh. is an estimate of the total mass of precipitation contained in a cloud obtained by measuring the intensity of radar echoes returned from the atmosphere. Yeah. And I know you know exactly what that means. Absolutely. I could have said it from memory, probably. Wow. I bet you could. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, you can, people can look it up, but basically a VIL is what we see. The radar goes around on different scans, and it kind of takes measurements of where the, the, the moisture is stacked in the atmosphere, and it will read a return. <clears throat> and if that – so an example is if you get a, a return of like an inch, let's say, of VIL, that would suggest that if all the rain – if all the moisture in the sky at that column were to fall at that point, there would be about an inch. So it's it's really good to look at the the V A L V I L. I can't even say that either. Bull. Uh, the bull, the bull, yeah. <laughs> uh, plays other roles in radar stuff, but uh, I don't, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head because I'm not a radar savvy person. So do you know Corey, or is that just something? Um, kind of, but you, not really. Are you looking at exactly what it is? No. Oh, okay. I was just uh, watching some lightning down there. Lightning? Where's well, lightning? It was, but now it's kind of moved up near Fort Smith. Yeah, a there's more like... instability down there, I guess. Yeah, they're, they're kerfluffling down there a little yeah. bit more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this is this. I mean, we're going to have this pattern. The rain is going to increase. Uh, there's not really any mention of thunder, is there? I mean, no. around here, I mean, it's, it's 40 degrees. Although thunderstorms can happen when it's 40 degrees outside so we'll see it's just going to be a dreary week um frost on on the horizon so everybody needs to think about getting those plants covered up or in and just keep watching our page so yeah you got anything else i do not i don't know sherry you're all kerfuffled out i ran out of facts last week i guess <laughs> i think sherry's done <laughs> anyway this is well we had a decent podcast this time so Anyway, let's, let's wrap this thing up. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdare Weather. Like and follow our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdareweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdareweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week, hopefully, for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. So. Oh, we're in a kerfuffle now.
that voice again? Yeah, 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 yeah I'll be an Easter egg. Oh, Paul. Lord, it may. I have to keep reading. <laughs>